The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's daf is being studied the Adun Shmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanichenu Begin Eden. Amen. We begin today's daf on Yud Gimel Amud Bet on the bottom of the daf, starting the third parak of the Masechet Parak Ve'elu Megalhim. Tosafot says that the connection between this parak and the last parak is one of the last parak we discussed different things that are permitted for Tzorech Amu'ed. This pedic talks about things that even though they're Tzorech they're going to be Asur. The Gemara begins, The following people are able to shave and take haircuts on Hola Mu'ed. Somebody comes from overseas, which means he wasn't able to uh, take a haircut from uh, beforehand. The Ritva understands over here that the Kavana is Lechol Makom Shu Chutz La'aris Which means he came from outside of uh, Eris Yisrael Again Abraham argues and says Dafka Mimedinat Tayam Shu Makom Lachok It's not Dafka outside of Eris Yisrael It has to be coming from overseas Which means coming from a far place However, if a person came from a close place uh, and returned since it's not Mifursam, it's not so well known, so we're not going to allow him to uh, take a haircut on Hon Amorid because we have a problem of Marit Ayin. They're not going to know his dispensation, so therefore the Magen Abraham wants to say, Dafka, maybe that Tayam Shumakom, Lahok. Somebody was taken out of captivity by somebody was let out of jail. So the assumption is that somebody was in jail is not allowed to shave. Tosafot says, and even if he's allowed to shave, He's not in the mood to shave when he's in the jail That's what Shami says So therefore, he couldn't shave from before So therefore we allow him to shave on Somebody that was excommunicated for whatever reason Somebody that's in excommunication is like somebody that's in Avedut And he's not allowed to shave during the excommunication So the rabbis uh, freed him Or you know, they matir uh, him uh, they allowed him out of his excommunication on the Cholamu'ed, so he's permissible to uh, shave. Somebody that made a nid, let's say that he's not going to shave, and he went to a Tamil Hakam on Cholamu'ed, and the rabbi gave him a heter, absolved him from his vow. The Nazir, that is a Nazir, a leper, she's a Nazir, so long as he is uh, a Nazir, he's not allowed to cut his hair. But let's say the Nazir becomes Tameh. So then his nazirut was over, at that point he cuts his hair. So let's say the nazir became tamay on Hala Mu'ayid. So he couldn't shave his hair before, but he's allowed to do it then on Hala And the nazir, that is going with Tum'ah the Tahara, which means after the Tahara uh, uh, process, part of the process is he makes Giluah, and he has to bring Korbanot, the Mitzorah. So if that happens on the Hala Mu'ayid, so it's permissible for him to shave as well. Let's read Rashi, Mitzumato the Tahara, nazir tamay. He's not going to keep his anymore. didn't have the time to do it from before the regular. And the following people are to launder their garments before the on Again, somebody comes from overseas somebody taken out of captivity somebody was let out of jail and somebody that was excommunicated also is not allowed to wash his clothes under his clothes but now the rabbis took him out of his against washing his clothes and they allowed him to do it on, they took him out of his neder on Cholamu'ed so it's mutar that would be hand towels. Hand towels that are, you know, they get wet, obviously, so it's permissible to uh, wash those on Cholam uh, Mu'ayid. Umit Pachot Hasefarim. 
according to one Gersav Nashi, it's Sefarim, which is referring to the cloth that they put around the Sefer Torah. Another Gersav Nashi is Mitpata Sefarim. That's the barber's cloth they put around the guy's neck in order to catch the hair. So these things are uh, used. Obviously, we're talking about the barber's uh, using it for somebody that's allowed to take a haircut on Holom like we just mentioned. And therefore, these things can be laundered on Holom as well. Umit Pechot Hasefag literally means that those are cloths that are like, uh, uh, that uh, absorb the water. Uh, that would be like um, hand towels. So the first uh, that would be more like uh, bath towels. And then you have uh, actually sefag is more like bath towels. Well, some say sefarim and some say saparim. We gave two opinions already. Okay. So yeah, mitpachot sefag is bath towels. Mitpachot adayim is hand towels. Hazavin that somebody that has a emission coming out of his body, tutumah. Vazavot that's a lady that has an emission coming out of her body. Bottom line, they get their clothes get dirty very often. Vanidot. Right, that's a lady that has her nida, vayuldot, the lady gives birth, vechol alim tumah letara. Anybody that's going from the tumah to the tara, the elu mutarim, they are permissible to wash their clothes. Ushar kol adam asurim. Everybody else is going to be asur. Uh, he says over here in the mefarshim over here, mishum terchay yetera veovdim dechol. She wants to say that the reason why it's going to be asur for them to launder their clothes is because of it's a terha, obviously it's a it's a, it's a exertion, and also it's considered ovdin the hall. So now the gemara begins. Ushar kol adam asuri, which means you're telling me that what everybody else is not allowed to take a haircut on cholamoyed. Why should it be asur to take a, a haircut? What's the uh, what's the reason? Why should it be asur? It's a Right? One person needs to take a haircut, it's for the purpose of the mu'ed. And it's not such an exertion. So therefore, the khawra, why shouldn't it be uh, mutad? So the Gemara says, the reason is... Second Tosafot. Second Tosafot. Cutting hair is a melakha. We should have allowed it because of the surah uh, mu'ed. Another reason. Even though certain things that are not the hal and say are suited to the one the hal and but this is for kavod and mu'ed. You're doing it to be uh, to be nice, to look uh, groomed. So therefore, uh, we should have uh, been uh, matirat. So comes Gemaran says the reason why we all said it's kitnan because. We have a Mishnah Masechet Ta'anit. And Shem Mishmar, and Shem Ma'amad, and Shem Mishmar are those uh, people uh, that went to the Beit HaMikdash, part of the Mishmarot, the Kohanim, that served in one of the 24 Mishmarot on a weekly basis in the Beit HaMikdash. And Shem Ma'amad, those are the Israelim, that also were part of a rotation that would go to the Beit HaMikdash to represent Klai Israel in their Korban Ola. Asurin, the Saper al so the whole week they are forbidden to take haircuts and launder their clothes. But on Thursday, it is permissible for them to take haircuts and launder their clothes. What's the reason? Because we do not want them to, want them to enter their mishmar when they are minuvalim. Minuvalim is like they are uh, disgusting or unkempt, which means if you can allow them to shave and launder on during the week of their service, they'll push it off. And they'll come into their service uh, unkempt. And uh, therefore, to alleviate that problem, what do we do? We tell them you can't shave and you can't own the clothes during the week. 
So what are they going to do? They're going to have to do it beforehand. If they come into their mishmar already uh, proper, they look, they look good. We do not want the people to enter the regel when they are disgusting, and therefore we don't want a person to delay his washing until the olam So they will force him to do it from before. Comes the Gemara and continues. Rabbi has a question. Let's say a person, an individual, he lost something. He lost an object. So now he's preoccupied looking for his lost object on Erev Haregel. Do we say since it's an honest, because bottom line, he was uh, uh, preoccupied, be honest, and therefore maybe it would be permissible for him to take a haircut on Cholamorehid or laundry's clothes. Or since it's not evident, people don't know that he lost an object. Now what's going to happen? People are going to see him shaving on Cholamorehid, but he's dying. Because they don't know. It's not so obvious like the other cases. Amar Abayez, Abayez says, Yomru, Kola Sidikin Asurin, Sidikin Baitos Mutarin. There's a story that we learned in Masechet Ta'anit. Halakha says that when a person is making matzot on uh, Pesach, so the Halakha says you don't have to make an imprint or an image on the matzot. Because by the time it takes you to make the image on the matzah, it takes extra time, and it's going to cause the matzah to become hametz. Now there was a baker called Baitos. Baitos, uh, he was able to make uh, the matzot with an image on it without wasting any time, because he had a mold. We had like a, uh, a stamp who was able to imprint the image on the matzah. So therefore, the halakha should say that Baitos, since he has this uh, uh, imprint, he should be allowed to. But the Gemara says in Basmasahim, no, Yomru, because the people are going to say, all the matzah that has this imprint are Asurin. Sidikim Baitos Mutarin? And so on. Baitos is Mutar, which means the law is Loplug. Because we don't want the people to get confused. They're going to say, well, why is Baitos uh, different? So therefore, the same thing over here. We're going to say what? That everybody else cannot uh, take haircuts. But this guy can. They're not going to know the reason. Right? They're not going to know the reason. It's not like somebody that came out of jail or some out of captivity where it's obvious everybody knows about it. Therefore, the people are going to come along and say, why is everybody assuming this guy's mutah? Just like they say about the Sidikin. They don't know why Baitos' uh, Sidikin are permissible. So they therefore, it's going to be Anybody that only has one cloak. It's permissible for him to wash that cloak on, which means he just has one garment, one, one cloak. So if he has two cloaks, he cannot wash on Holomwed, because he can wear one for the first Yom Tov and one for the second Yom Tov. But suddenly he has one cloak, so the Allah says he can wash it. So they're going, We say the same Samarah, they're not going to know that he only has one cloak. Right? Nobody knows how many clothes a person has. And then they're going to see him by the river cleaning his uh, garment. They're going to say, oh, why is everybody else assuming this guy's mutar? Why do why you say the same? Sevara. Kabaraz Zayt Marala, Amar Mor Barav Asheh, His belt is Mokhiyah. Which means everybody will know that he only has one garment. Why? Because the thing is like this. When he takes his tunic off, so there's a belt attached to the tunic. So what does he do with the belt? He takes it off, and he puts his robe over his body, and he puts the, when he's cleaning his garment, he's wearing something, he has a robe at least, and he takes his belt and he wraps it around his robe. Why? Because he doesn't want his robe to fall off. Why? Because there's nothing underneath him. Because he has no more clothes. <laughs> so therefore, the Izor is Mokhiyah. When they see the Izor around his belt, they know that he only has one garment, and therefore there's not going to be a problem of Mar'i'ta'ayin. Okay? So, so that's the, or another interpretation they say is that they used to have loops around the garment and they used to leave, the, uh, put the belt in the loops. If a person has another garment, he would take the belt out, 
and use it for the next garment. But if that's his only garment, he leaves the belt in the loops. So when, they, when he's washing the garment with the belt in it, it's Romochiyah, not that he's wearing the belt. If the belt is still in the loops of the garment that he's cleaning, it's Romochiyah. So therefore we're not worried about uh, people uh, making a problem of Manitayin. So comes to Gebaran says, Rav Matne. Rav had the following right. Uh, Ba'er, or or learned the following, I should say. Let's say you have an uman, a craftsman that lost an object on Erevadegel. Mahu. Well, we just gave a case of an individual that lost an Avedah, and we said he has no dispensation. Right? Because the people do not know. But uman is different. Since he's an uman, it's obvious. Let's say he's a barber. He's the barber of the town. Now everybody comes to take haircuts on Erev Yom Tov. The guy's not around. So what's going to happen? It's going to get well publicized that, oh, the Uman is not around, he lost his uh, object, he's looking for his Avedah. So could be an Uman is different, and therefore he'd be allowed to take a haircut on Cholam because it's nobody dying. Right. Or maybe we'll say, even though it's well known, but it's not publicized like the other case of a guy coming out of jail, or a guy coming out of uh, captivity. So therefore the Gemara leaves it off in a Tiku. She leaves it in abeyance. <laughs> and Tosafot does point out that the Gemara's only Safek is on the barber himself, but not the people. Because you might come along and argue and say, well, the people now, they're also Anusim. Because if he's the only barber in the town, so they couldn't take a haircut on the end of Yom Tov because uh, the barber was busy looking for his Abedah. Then the Gemara says, oh, that's not considered a uh, dispensation for the people of the town. The only question of the Gemara is on the uh, barber or the Uman, I should say, himself. Uh, he says, Okay. Okay, then Tosfot has a safek, in another case, it's just a pick. Let's say somebody was sick before Yom Tov, and he got better on So Tosfot has a safek, is a sick person well known? Is it known that he was sick? Or do you say no? And therefore that will be a question, if a sick person got better on Cholam obviously he wasn't shaving when he was sick. Can he shave on Cholam Tosfot leaves it in a safek as well. Comes the Gemaran continues. We said if somebody comes from Medina Tayyam from overseas, Matnitin Delo Kirabi Yehuda. Our Mishnah is not following Rabbi Yehuda. So what did our Mishnah say? If somebody is coming from overseas, so already it's permissible for him to take a haircut on Hall Amu'ed. The Tanya Rabbi Yehuda Amir, Rabbam Medatayam. Somebody that comes from overseas on Hall Amu'ed, Lo Yigalei, I cannot take a haircut. But this Shiatsa Shelo Birshut. Because he did not go out by force, which means he wasn't forced to take this trip, he went out voluntarily. And therefore, who told you to go in the first place? So therefore, we're not going to give a guy dispensation where he didn't go out by force. Uh, so I'm a rabbi. So it comes up with a mahluk between Tarakama and the Biyudah. Tarakama says, Abami Netayam can shave. The Biyudah says, Abami Netayam cannot. So the Gemara says, Amar Abba, Lashut, Devrakol, Asud. Because the guy went out for touring reasons. That's totally voluntary. Everybody agrees. Even Tanakama agrees that why you cannot take a haircut. That's Lashut is uh, to take a tour. She says, Im Yatsashlo, Lutzurik, Velo Yatsel, Kedel, Lashut, Ba'olam, Velir Oto. I just uh, take a tour of the world, sightseeing. The Hazar Bemoyed. Everybody says Asud, Lagaliah Bemoyed. Limzonot, the person went out for Mizonot, meaning he went to make a Panasa. Which means he needs to make a livelihood. So everybody agrees that's considered a Tzorech. So what's the Mahlouk to Tanakam and the Biyudan? Which means when he's going to make extra money, when he has enough money, he's just going to make 
more. She says, she has no nechassim arveh. The yotzeh kedil arviyah yotzeh. She's going out to make more money. So the more medamele kelashut. The biyudah is going to compare that what to a guy going sightseeing. And therefore he's going to say, habami that they, um, you're not for, for the Rav HaZasur. Umor medamele kelzonot. And the Tarek Kama is going to say, no, it's like mezonot. And therefore you make a panasah as well. And therefore it's permissible. Metive amar rabbi. We have a question on this understanding. We have a statement of Rabbi. We're going to follow the words of Rabbi Yehuda. When he went out voluntarily. I'm going to follow the words of the Hakim Mutar when he went out for a good reason. So the Gibbana wants to understand. What does this mean, Shiloh Bereshut? If you're going to tell me, it means he went out sightseeing, and that's what we're going to follow Rabbi Yehuda. What do you mean? I thought sightseeing is no mahlokan. So therefore you cannot explain that Shalom Rishut is Lashut. So you tell me it's going out to Bezorot. So you tell me what? And therefore the Hadush is what? That we follow Rabbi Yehuda. That what? It's Asur. Bezorot we said every holds is Mutar. So what's the case of Shalom Rishut? Oh, so must be talking about Shalom Rishut is Larvaha. And what are we saying? We say that we're going to follow Rabbi Yehuda Shiloh Birshut, meaning when a person goes out for Arvaha, he's not going to be allowed when he comes back to take the haircut of Cholamoyed. Emasefa, what do you mean? We have a stirana, because what is the second statement of that Brayta? And we're going to follow the words of the Achim that's Mutar take haircut when he went out Birshut. Take him out by Birshut. Idim, Adam is on Oth, if you're going to tell me it's a Mizonot, Mutar. It's not only Achimim, everybody else is Mutar. Ve'ela, Larvaha. So you tell me it's what? Larvaha. What do you mean? Vahamart, nirin devrer biyuda. You just told me you're taking the biyuda when it comes to Larvaha. So therefore, the way you explain the mahloket of what Shiloh uh, Bershut is, there's a stirad is brighter. Because you're telling me what? You're telling me that what? Nirin devrer biyuda, Shiloh Bershut. Means when a guy goes out for Larvaha, he comes back, he cannot take a haircut. And you tell me what? Nirin devrer Achamin Bershut. And what does Bershut mean? Larvaha. So make up your mind. Do you hold Larvaha as Mutar? Do you hold Larvaha as. Asur. So therefore, the, the, the way you explain the ma'alok, it doesn't uh, fit with this b'raita. Kabbalah says, Haki ka'amar. Nid'in devrer bi Yehuda lirabbanan. Which means, the rabbis understand the bi Yehuda's position that he says it's asur, kishiyatsa shilob b'rishut. When he went out shilob b'rishut, meaning, umayn yu lashut. When he went out for sightseeing, she'afilu achamim lo nechlinku alaf, because the rabbis only argued when he's going out for a prophet. And the Rabbi Yehuda sees the Rabbanan's position that says it's mutar, and what is the shoot? Because Rabbi Yehuda only argued like which means bottom line, learn the bright as follows. We're not arguing on the same case. We thought, one time you say we go like Rabbi Yehuda, but Arvaha, one time we go like the Banam, but Arvaha. But make me mind, is it Mutar or Asur? It's Tira. No. Which would the Gemara just say like this, Rabbi Yehuda, Hachamim see Rabbi Yehuda's position, and Rabbi Yehuda sees Hachamim's position. How? Hachamim see Rabbi Yehuda's position when it's Shiloh Bereshut. When it's Shiloh Bereshut, sightseeing. We agree with you. We agree with you on that. And Rabbi Yehuda sees Rabbanan's position, Kishyatzal Bereshut, that means a mezonot. So therefore the bright is not discussing the area of argument of Arvaha. They're just showing you where each opinion will see the other's opinion, where there is common ground. Comes the Gemara, there is a question about Shemuel, or a statement. Katan, 
had nolad or she nolad b'moed. Right, a minor baby was born on holamoid. Mutal galayah b'moed. You can give the child a haircut. She says if I say he's born with a lot of hair, and the hair is already in his face, it's uh, you know mitzayelim. She'en lecha beta asurin gadol mizeh. There's no greater prison or jail than this that he was let out of. He was in his mother's womb. But what do we say? Somebody's let out of prison so he can uh, take a haircut. So the baby that was in the womb, he couldn't take a haircut in the womb. So now he was let out. So there was like beta surim. So there was mutar for him to take the haircut on holamoyed. So the Gemara says bamoyed. That's only talking about where he was born on holamoyed. We couldn't have taken it before. Mikara no. But if he was born before holamoyed. So the halakha says, you should have given the haircut before Cholamoyed. And then we're not going to let him take it on Cholamoyed. Just like the halakha that we said. Rashi says, Me'ikara lo, te'im nolad kodem ha-regel, e'lo me'galeach ba-regel. Ho'il ba'yaya kodem ha-regel. Kodem ha-regel. His father should have given the haircut from before. It follows the same, the same rules. Matif ha-pinchas. So the pinchas now asked the question on this. Which is, once you're telling me there's a case that a katan cannot take a haircut on Cholamoyed, we ask the following question. We have a rule. Anybody that's permissible to take a haircut on Holam it's mutar to take a haircut on during the Avedut. That's a cloud. Again, all the Pinhas' statement was whatever is mutar by Holam is mutar by Avil. So the Gemara now makes a diuk. Uh, implying that whoever's asur on Cholamu'id is going to be asur as well on during the Abelut. That's what says. There's a difference in a kata meaning. If he was born on Cholamu'id, Mutar. If he was born before Cholamu'id, it's going to be asur. That means what? There's a case where a kata is asur on Cholamu'id. And would you just tell me in your diuk, whoever's asur on Hola Mu'ed is asur on Avilut. That means what? Nimsit Avilut no hikit bekatan. That means what? That in Avil, that a katan is subject to the laws of Avilut. Again, from your diuk that you made, that what? That whoever's mutar on Hola Mu'ed is mutar by Avilut. Implying whoever's asur be Hola Mu'ed is asur be Avilut. And we have a case where a katan is asur. Right, no lad kodem cholamoyed is a sur be cholamoyed, and therefore we're saying whoever is a sur cholamoyed is a sur be avilut. That means a katan is subject to the laws of avilut, and we know that's not so. Why? That the only reason why they rip the garments of a katan. Not because I have an avilut, because we want to cause people to cry. When the people walk into the bed, they see the mourner, the katan's clothes are ripped, it'll cause them to cry for the myth. But that's more for the drama aspect of it. It's not for the, for the, for the deen. Look at what she says. That she says, Oh, so the Amar of so the Vashir says, no, no question of Pinchas, why? You're making a diuk, it doesn't say that in the statement, that you can make a diuk that whoever's Asur on Ola Mu'ed is Asur Be'avil. Dilma Yeshmen Asur Ve'eshmen Mutar. Which means, oh, when it comes to the Asur side, I can say, maybe some people that are Asur on Ola Mu'ed are Mutar on Avilut. For example, like a Katan. Since it wasn't written explicitly, if the Brayta would have said, whoever's asud here is asud here, that's an explicit statement. You cannot negotiate with that statement. But it doesn't say that. It says, whoever's mutar here, is mutar be, is mutar be avil. 
Now you're making a diuk. Don't make the diuk that's saying, oh, whoever's asur here is asur. Now I can say no. But when it comes to the isur, some cases that are asur on qalam mu'ed will be asur on uh, avilud. But some cases that are asur on qalam will be mutar on uh, avilud. And who's that? A katan. So we have no stilat to the law. Really, I'll tell you, katan is not subject to the law of avilud. And what? Don't make a diuk that whoever is asur be mu'ed is asur be avilu. That's not so. Because could be somebody is asur be avilu, be avilu like a katan, but he's not subject to the law of, uh, I'm sorry, be hola mu'ed, and he's not subject to the law of uh, avilu. There was no question. Comes again and says, Amemor, ve'etima rav shisha b'ed rav idi matniachi. They have a similar uh, uh, text, but a little different. And they have it the following way. Amar Shimuel. Katan mutal galeho b'mu'ed. They held a katan, you can take him mehekar and hold a mu'ed. Lo shena nolad b'mu'ed. Velo shena nolad me'ikara. Okay, when he's born. Whether he's born on a hold of mu'ed, he's born before. We're not going to knas now a baby. Right? It's out of his control. We don't offer the baby. He's born before. So his father didn't give him a haircut. So you're going to cross the baby? It doesn't make sense. So therefore, what? He holds, no matter when the child was born, you can always give a katan, the haircut on Holamu'id. Amar Abdelhas, so Abdelhas comes along and instead of asking a question, he brings a proof. Af anan amitanina. We have a proof now. Kol elu sha'amru mutal legalayah b'mu'ed, mutal legalayah b'me'ablo. Whoever's mutal, take a haircut on. Holamu'ed is mutal to do ba'avilut. Ha'asurin legalayah b'mu'ed, asurin legalayah b'me'ablo. Implying that what? Whoever's asur over here by mu'ed is asur by avilut. Now, Iyamar Katan Asur, now if you're going to tell me that Katan is Asur in one case, Nimset Avelut Noheget Bekatan. That's going to come out that what? That Avelut is Noheget Bekatan. Vetanya Mikarin Lekatan Zahagmat Nefesh. And therefore you see what? From the fact that you just told me that what? That there's no case of Katan Lekabihulamoyed. He's always Mutan. So that proves me what? That proves me the statement of the Prakas that says what? That whoever's Mutan here, by Cholam Mu'ed is mutar by Avilut. And that works out good because there's no Avilut by a Katan. Because if you said that the, the Katan is Asur, in a certain case, so then already that means you're going to say that there's Avilut by a Katan, and that cannot be. Kabbalah answers the same answer we said before, Amar Mi Katani Ha Asurin. What, you have, does it say in the Braita? Your diuk, that whoever is Asur is Asur here, Dilma, Yeshmin Asur, Veyeshmahen, Mutar. Would be the same thing again. It means could be there's some people that are Asur, and there's some people Mutar. It's not conclusive, which means I can really tell you that what? That could be there is Katar is Asur, Behola Mu'ed, even though he's Mutar, Behavelut. And therefore, you have no uh, proof. You wanted to prove me from over here that but that he's proved that he's mutar on cholam uh, because if he's a sunnah of cholam he's going to be a sunnah and then you have a uh, problem. No. Maybe the duke is yes. There are some that are asura cholamoed, but are still mutar on avilut. And what's the case like that? A katan. Now, so he's asur really on cholam but he's mutar on avilut. We have no proof to the statement that says a katan is mutar on cholam We thought that when you asked the Quran Amimor's version, he said a katan is mutar in all cases on cholam So now I'll bring you a proof. I'll bring you a proof on Ibn Has. The fact that he gives the deen that whoever is mutar here on Khulamu'ed is mutar on Avelut, so therefore must be that, 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 that Katan is mutar, because if he was Asur, 
on Chol HaMoed, in a certain case, it'd be Asur, Ba'avel, and uh, that can't be, because we know that there's no Avelut, who said? You're making a diuk, whether it's Asur here, it's Asur there. Maybe it's some cases that are Asur here, are Asur, but some cases that are Asur, are really Mutar on Avelut. And therefore, you have no Rayat to prove that the Katan is Mutar on Chol HaMoed, from this statement, because it's Asur, but really Mutar, Ba'avelut, because of the diuk uh, the, the that it's, uh, it's not written explicitly. In any event, the Gemara, so Gemara comes out according to this version, in any event, big uh, Can a katan, a minor, take a hekar on Cholamoyed? Uh, according to this version, if he was born even before Cholamoyed, we don't make a gizra of taking haircuts by a katan. Kazi Gemara continues, Amar. Aval. Aval. Eno noheg avilut barega. But everybody agrees that avilut is not. Applied on the regen. Which means a person has to have simcha on the island. Obviously, the avilut is going to take him out of the simcha. Now, e avilut de Let's say the avilut preceded the holiday. So the mitzvah which is which applies to all that's going to override the asid yahid, the positive commandment of the yahid, which means therefore the holiday breaks the avilut. which is is going to override the asid of yahid, which is the avilut. So Sfot says on top, from here you see that what? That the Avelut is a mitzvah aseh midorot, because it's calling it aseh di yahid. Midorot kamar vedahi aseh drabanan. Right? It doesn't say aseh drabanan. Ve'ad kamar le'el lo mibaya yimei evlo drabanan. But above we learned that the days of Avelut are really rabbinical. So the Gemara says, Hainu asiyat melachat. Yes, doing melachat during Avelut is midrabanan. But the actual morning itself, gufa Avelut, as what says, is a deoraita concept. In any event, uh, comes the Gemara and says, V'i Avelut ta'ashtana. Let's say it becomes a Avel barmanan on Cholam O'ed, on the holiday itself. His avilut is not going to override the simcha of the rabim, because that's asid yahid. It's not going to override the asid rabim, therefore he's not avil in that case either. And what happens in that case is he, the avilut was pushed off until after the hag, and he right, sits no. for seven days after the right, holiday. But if it was before the holiday, it's dohe. But on the holiday itself, again, the holiday always overrides avilut, whether it's before the holiday. Davidut or on the holiday, bottom line, which is Asid Rabim, overrides the Avilut of Yahid. Comes the Gemara now, it's another question. Menudeh is somebody that is excommunicated. Now, if somebody is excommunicated, so there's laws. He cannot shave, he cannot uh, wear leather shoes. Okay? And there's uh, stringencies. He cannot uh, bathe himself. So therefore, there's all laws. So we want to know, a bottom on the minude is like an avil. So the question is, minude maushi and hok nidu yo Does he have to follow his nidui beregil? Now, the question of Tosafot is, what's the she'ira? Which is, if I just told you an avil that has a mitzvah aseh, Bissamahtabah still overrides it. What's the mitzvah taseh on a nidui? There's no mitzvah taseh to be nidui. So certainly it's not going to override the day. Because so what says, no, but we see, what is a nidui? Bottom line, nidui is where the betin curses the guy. That's what it is. You're cursing the guy. You're putting a curse on the guy. And normally the Torah says, not to kandil. You're not allowed to curse. So therefore we see that already nidui is, it overrides a lot taseh in the Torah. 
of Lotekalel. So then once already you see that the Dui overrides the Lotekalel, which is a lot Ta'aseh, that's very strong. So therefore, it could be it's Duhay Ta'aseh. Right, if it's Duhay Ta'aseh, so certainly has the ability to be Duhay in Ta'aseh. Lot Ta'aseh is more stringent than Ta'aseh. And Ta'aseh is the same Ta'aseh. Because it's the same Ta'aseh. I mean, at the thing, what about a, a, a person that's been Nidui? Will is Nidui all his stringencies? No, no haircuts, no, no haircuts, no bathing, no leather shoes, etc. Is that going to be applied on the regular or not? So look at the Tosafot, just Tosafot says, Maushinok Nidu Berege, Vikshaarab, Haleka Ela Ase, Vehena Ase, Dohe Ase, Vafilo Ase, Leka Ela Azagazarg. Right, this whole thing of Nidui is a Gizrav Aizar Sofer. Kilkaman, Halat Kushai, Dehan Nidui, Dehai Lav, Demikalil Habero. Right? It's to hide the love of Mikal Havero, the Ika love. Okay, so therefore, that also gives another answer. That one of the reasons why we put somebody in Hiram is because he went against the judges. The judges told him he has to pay money. He does this to the judges. So he says that can be considered like a Mizvat Asid Rabim. Because now it's affecting uh, it's a public situation. If Betin tells you to do something, you don't listen, that's an Asid Rabim. And therefore, the Gemara's question is an Asid Rabim could be Zdukhaya Asid Rabim of Samahta Bahagecha. In any event, that's the question. Amar of Yosef, Tashema. So come and let's not bring you proof. What does a Minudeh have to deal uh, with his stringencies of the Nidui on the holiday? It says, says Betin litigates, sits down in Betin on the Holomoyed, and they judge capital punishment. In cases that's in the first we didn't makot. Some as hayav lashes. We didn't monetary cases. Now the ilot sayit dina. Now we can assume from here that if the guy, let's say, he's not going to listen to the judgment. For example, the judge says you must pay. What's the law if the guy doesn't want to listen? So therefore, mishamitin on there. You're going to put the guy in harem. You're going to excommunicate him. So the Gemara says the isal kadatach enu noheg niduyo baregel. Which means, if you're telling me that what? That if a guy had a nidui going into the regal and the regal overrides it, and then, now we're going to put the guy in the next communication on the holiday itself? Well, it can't be. And therefore, must be what? You have to say that really the harem, the excommunication does apply. On the regal. And if he has to have all his laws, no, no, there's no straw uh, the shoes, and no bathing, etc. Because otherwise it doesn't make sense. Because we know that Betin judges on Holamwed. And what does it mean, judges? Judge with all the ramifications. And if they give up Sakdin, the guy's not going to listen, you put him in uh, Nidui. Now, if you're telling me that what? That in Nidui, that was before the holiday. The holiday breaks it. So what? We're going to go down and put a, put a guy in Nidui on the holiday itself? If it right. breaks any guy in Nidui already, because you're not going to put the guy in a Nidui, it must be that what? That we do put a guy in Nidui, because the Nidui is not broken on Holam Mu'ed, and that answers that question. Because Amadeh Abayeh, V'dilma li'ayuneh bedina. Who told you that they're giving Pesach Din over here? Maybe when we say that Betin sits down on Holam Mu'ed to give you know, judgment, they're just analyzing the case. They're looking at both sides, the Sevarot. But who says they give a ruling? Which means it'll never come to excommunication. We assume when it's Betin sits down to give the name Amorot cases, they give final rulings. Who told you that they give uh, final rulings? Maybe they're just sitting down to Ma'ayin. And therefore, if they're just being Ma'ayin analyzing, it could be what? That they never come to a Hiram case. I mean, I can tell you that the, 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 the excommunications are pushed away from the holiday. From the you have to say that they're only doing Ayun. Because it's a Dinina Fashot. You are you telling me that they went to the end of Dinina Fashot capital punishment cases, meaning they judged guilty and then they killed somebody at Hala Mu'ed? Can't be. 
if the judge is going to have to kill somebody on Yom Tov, you're refraining from them Simhat Yom Tov. Not on the victim. The victim deserves to die. On the judges, you're taking away from the Simhat Yom Tov. Why? How do we know that on the day that Sanhedrin kills somebody in court, they're not allowed to eat on that day. They have to fast. Do not eat when the blood of another Jew was spilled. So therefore, you cannot explain the Nenefashut that they're judging literally if they went to the end of the uh, case. You have to say when it says the Nenefashut, it means they were just analyzing the back and forth. So they were just analyzing the two sides, but they didn't give a psaq. So it can never come to excommunication. Because why does the guy get excommunication? When the psaq is given, delivered, and the guy doesn't listen. listen. Oh, then already get excommunicated. But here we're not talking about that. Ah, because they judged. Yeah, what do you think they judged? You think they judged the fine finality of cases? But they didn't for sure they couldn't have judged the finality of cases because we know they couldn't kill anybody on all that way because they're going to take away from themselves and somehow the holiday because they're going to be fasting then. And that, that, that's unacceptable. Ella, what is it must be? Must be talking about where they just did a yun in dinner for short. So do they a yun in dinner. Which means they never came to a case of excommunication. So if I can really argue and tell you that really the holiday does override the laws of excommunication. So I'm wait. So what are you talking about? It comes out that if you're going to just analyze the case and not give a psaq, so now you're delaying the judgment. That's called a new yadin. She's once the judges sit down, they have to come out with a conclusion. You cannot push the uh, the deen until another day. So therefore, they give us back to the same question. It has to be a final psak. You can't just uh, the, the litigate in the court or, or, or mull over the case and uh, they're just delaying. That's called a new yadin. Also, we're back to the questions. You have to see really say it's gemar din. Ah, oh, gemar din. We have a question from the Fashot. How can they say that? I thought it's a suit to kill somebody at Ulam Mu'ed because bottom line the judge is going to have to fast. And now it's going to be Mimna'im Sabhat Yom Tov. So Gibran, I'll tell you the case. Atum Safra Umayne Bidine. In the morning they would come and they would analyze the case. After they don't give up Sakdin. After they analyze the case, they go out, they achle, they shate, kude, yoma. Then they eat and drink the whole day. Sabhat Yom Tov. Vadar atu bishkiat hamma. Then they come close to sunset. Vigamre ledine. They make gemardin. Okay, vikatrele. Right, so from the gemardin till uh, the kiln, they won't eat anything. But bottom line, they didn't Oh, so once you're saying that, so now I can tell you that really they judge dine mamonot cases as well in gemardin. And what's going to come out according to that? If the guy doesn't listen, they're going to put him in. Hit him. Oh, so what do you see over here? That obviously this on your Torah, Cholam we're talking. Obviously the harem overrides the Cholam Oed. And therefore the laws of Haramim apply. Because if it was overridden, Hashtaf, you had a, a, a harem from before that preempted the holiday. You tell me that it's Mifatil. Well, the most so you're not going to put him in the harem now on the holiday itself. And like you say, what? No, it must be that the Nidui applies on Cholam And that's why the judges judge end cases. They give Psak Dinim. How? In the Nidui Fashot, you have a problem. You don't have a problem. They give the Psak Dinim right before Shekiah. They ate already that day, so there's no Inui. Right before Shekiah, guilty. Well, they hang the guy. Finished. Zong. And they'll make Psak Dinim Dinim Amorot as well. That's what you have to pay. And if he doesn't pay, hate him. 
Shabbatah, Nidui. And what? Obviously, the Purgam Nidui on the Quran, but that means Nidui is applicable. Therefore, they give us answer is yes, indeed, it does apply. Nidui does apply. So, while Avelut is overridden, Nidui is not. Comes the Yamanan says. Amar Abayyat, Hashemah. So the Gemara continues to, 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 to bring uh, proofs. The Gemara is going to continue now, but he wants to bring a proof. Right, we have a statement in the Mishnah. And a Minudeh that the rabbis were matirim, which means, let's say a Minudeh that the rabbis are they, they took him out of his uh, Nidui. So he said, that type of guy, since he couldn't shave before the holiday, will allow him to shave on the holiday. Amar Oh, so, what, so what's his proof? What, so Abiyah is bringing a, a proof over here. Abiyah is trying to say, what? Rashi. Which means Abiyah is understanding at this point that every minudeh is freed from his nidui on the holiday. And therefore there is no nidui on the holiday. Again, what was the Lashon of the Mishnah? Minudeh lo hachamim. So the assumption at this point is, every minudeh gets mutar, by the Achamim on the holiday. Therefore, the holiday applies and the Minudeh does not. Does it say in the plurality that they will matir them? Shetiru lo Achamim Ketani. We're talking about an individual, Shetiru lo. Why they matir this individual guy? Could be on Holamoed. He went to his, one that he was guilty to, and he appeased him. He went and paid him and made the proper reparations. So he went back to the rabbi. The rabbi said, okay, you made payment? You still have a judgment? Did you appease your friend? Yes. But Mashma, only that guy. But every other minudeh is bound by the laws of Nidui. So therefore, we conclude again, like we said before, the minudeh has to keep his laws even on Not like the Abel. The fact that it says Minudeh Shetiru Lo Only him It doesn't Shetiru Hu That they matir all the Minudim It's not automatic This guy was Mephayes' Baldi So therefore they give him a, uh, a dispensation Mashiach in a regular uh, Minudeh That didn't make reparations Although his Nidui stands on the Holloway itself I was trying to ask a question yeah, but he was trying to ask a question. She says, Kasal Kadata, this way. But I said, No, Adrabai, I have an ayah from the Mishnah. Right. Comes the Gemara now and goes into a different discussion, different case. The Gemara says, New case. Mitzorah. Person is a leper, that leprosy. Do the laws of Tzarat apply to him on the regel? What's the laws of Tzarat? She says, He doesn't take haircuts, and he cannot come into the Mahane. Or do we say, listen, hold on, we're now, we wave the, uh, the laws of him. So give us Amar Abayyat Hashemah. Then Nazir, then Mitzorah. We said in the Mishnah that a Nazir and a Mitzorah, both these people, Huh? Right? The Mitzorah that's coming from is Tum'ah to Tahara. Which means when it comes to Tum'ah to Tahara, we're saying what? That guy now is going to be allowed to take a haircut on Holomoid. Which is when he was Tameh, he wasn't allowed to take a haircut. Now what happens? When, during the Tahara, during the seventh day, what does he do? He takes a haircut and then brings a Korban. 
So what does the Mishnah say? Who's allowed to take a haircut? Only a mitzvah that went from Tum'ah to Tara, implying what? Habimeh Tum'ato Nahig. But if he's at the time of his Tum'ah, you know, Hig, the laws of Tzara'at. Again, let's, 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 let's review the question. What was the question to give out? Mitzvah, he's time here now. Can a Mitzvah take a haircut? No. So the law is, a Mitzvah betum'ah. Do the laws apply to him in Chola Mu'id? The Gemara says, I'll prove to you that they do apply. Because the Mishnah talked about a Mitzvah, that he's allowed to take a haircut. But which type of Mitzvah can take a haircut? That already is in his Tahara stage. Because in the Tahara stage, the law is, on the seventh day, he takes a haircut and brings a Qurban. So, and let's say his seventh day came out of Chola Mu'id. So since he couldn't do it before, so he gets a dispensation, implying what? That somebody that is bitum'ah, that didn't go from Tumah to Tarah, is going to be Asur. So we answer the question. Amid Surah, the law of Sarat applies on Hon Amu'ed. Kibbalah says no. Lo mebaya kamar. Really the Mishnah is coming to be matir, everything. Whether the Mitzvah is Tahor, or even if the Mitzvah is still Tameh, the laws of Hekah don't apply to him. Also, why did it be the case of Ha'oleh uh, Mitumato L'Tahorato? Why did it be that case? No Mibayang. Bimetumato D'Lunahi. Which is for sure goes without saying. I have to tell you, Bimetumah. You don't have to follow the laws. Meaning you can take a haircut. Aba L'Tahorato Nigzor. I might have thought that in the time of Tahorah, we make a Gezerah, Shimmi Yishe Kurbanotav. Which is once he takes the haircut on the seventh day, then we have to bring a Kurban. Maybe I'll make a Gezerah, if this happens on Hulam Mu'ed, the guy might delay and not bring his Qurban until Yom Tov. And the Mitzvah is not allowed to bring his Qurban on Yom Tov. And the Qurban is, is based on when he takes his haircut. So therefore, I might have thought, you know what? For sure, Bimit Tumar is known as Mustachashash. Just wave the law of haircuts, let him take a haircut. But in the Tahara, once there's a haircut, there's a Qurban that follows. And I might have spayed a Gizra and said, don't let him take a haircut, because now he's going to be, I have a Qurban, and he might delay his Qurban until Yom Tov, when he's not allowed to bring it. And therefore, maybe the Tahara case is worse. Kamash Ma'alan, that we don't make such a Gizra. When he's Olem, Mitumal, Tahara, he can take a haircut, he can bring the Qurban on Cholam Mu'ed, and we're not Oshet, so he's going to delay his Qurban to Yom Tov and do something that is Asur. So therefore, the, the, the bottom line, indeed, all Mitzuraim, the haircut business, is Mutar on Cholam Mu'ed, whether he's Tameh, or even if his Tahara comes on the holiday itself. Come one more point again, Mara, 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 Kalwan says like this. The Hatsarua. We have a pasuk that talks about the Mitzurah. It's about Sarua. Now, the Mephajim explained that this is an extra word. Because in the Pasuk right before this, it talks about it says the word Hatsarua. So we know we're talking about a Mitzurah. Why does it have to say that Sarua twice? This is the second time. Let a boat Gadol to include that what? The laws of Sarat apply to a Kohen Gadol. It's very interesting now. That's Gosla, which means a Kohen Gadol can become a Mitzurah. Now what does that mean? If he becomes a Mitzvah, he cannot shave his hair. All the laws of Tumat Mitzvah go on a Kohen Gadot. Now the Gemara says like this. We have a rule. A Kohen Gadot all year long, for him, it's like Cholam Mu'ed. All year long, he has the status of Cholam Mu'ed. Like everybody else, Cholam Mu'ed, he's all year round. Why? Well, where do you see that? That Nan, Kohen Gadot Makriv Onin. Says like this. We have a law like this. A Kohen Gadol, 
Can he bring a Qur'an when he's onin? That means he lost one of his relatives. Before burial. So the deen is, Kohen Gadol Makriv Onin. We learned that from Aharon Kohen. When Aharon lost his children on the day of the inauguration of the Mishkan. So it says, he brought the Qur'an, but he did not eat the Qur'an. So you see what? That a Kohen Gadol can Makriv Onin. Now, the Alakha says, that on Hula Mu'id, right? Let's say a guy's an Onin. Hula Mu'id, the deen is what? He brings a Qur'an as well. Right? So you see what? That the deen of Hula Mu'id for everybody else, that's the Kohen's law all year round. So therefore, Kohen's status is, no regular Hula Mu'id, somebody becomes an Onin, Halakazi brings a Qur'an. A Kohen does that all year long. He's a regular guy who was Onin during the Kanabri of Qur'an. But a Kohen got all, all year round Onin he brings. So he has a deen of what? Ola Mu'id. And what are we saying? That Sarua. That what? The Sarah, a Kohen got to become a Mesorah. So what does that show you? That the laws of Sarat apply even on Hola Mu'id. So therefore the Gemara says, V'atran, Kohen Gadol, Makrim Onin, Ve'enokher, Shma' Minah, Noheg, Sur'ato, Baregel, Shma' Minah. The Gemara's final answer really is no. Really the laws of Sarat do apply on the Regel. And what's the proof? From the Kohen Gadol. Because again, how can a Kohen Gadol become a Mitzorah? He tames Hola Mu'id all year long. He has a status. And therefore you tell me why that Sarat applies even to a Kohen Gadol has a status of Hola Mu'id. That means for a regular guy, when it's really Hola Mu'id, the Sarat is going to apply to him as well. And therefore the Dini is going to be, he cannot take a, heck, it's going to be, as that's the opinion of Rabbah. So it comes out, we have a Machloket in this Gemara. So is Vavah going back on what Abaye originally said? He's going back on everyone or, or just on the Kohen Gadol? No, he's going, well, no. Look at the final answer of the Gemara. The Gemara says, Shma' minah no'heg surato barege shma' minah. That who's no'heg surato barege? A regular guy. Regular guy. But I, okay. look, look at Ashi. Ashi says, Ha' Kohen Gadol, Kola shunat lididei kerege lukula amadetnan. Kohen Gadol makriv onem, medaman lo aron le Moshe. Aaron told Moshe Rabbeinu on that day when his children died, "Ve'achalti hatati ayom? Do you want me to eat from the korban today? Ve'lo amal Moshe ve'krafti? Do you think I should bring the korban? Implying that he brought it. Bechlal da'kravav aninut ve'lamadu the kohen gadol makriv onen. That a kohen gadol is makriv onen. Aval kule alma b'shari motashna onen enu m'shakor benotav." All year long an Onen, not only can he bring Qurban, but an Onen cannot even send his Qurbanot through somebody else. Mm-hmm. Why is it called the Qurban Shalamim? Because he has to be Shalim. Now again, on Hola Mu'ed, a guy cannot bring a Qurban Onen himself either. He cannot walk in the Mount of Onen, but he can send his Qurbanot through somebody else. So therefore, what a Kohen Gadol could do all year round, the regular fellow could do on Hola Mu'ed. So therefore, what? All the year of uh, the Kohen Gadol is like a status of a regular, of a regular person. And we see why the Tzara applies. Then we can conclude from here, proof positive that there is Sarat on the Regal itself. Baruch Amen, Amen.